Thank you. No one walks around anymore. Okay, hello everyone. Thank you for joining us. Uh, tonight, uh, uh, we are, I have two more, maybe three more, three more classes before we start the winter cheese. So there's no whole lot of um, time left for the year. Yes, broadcast has a question. JMT has a question. Kim Master, this question is from Kim Ha-jin. My younger sister made an extreme choice around October 28th uh, or 29th. The exact time of death was not known because of the autopsy. Information is not available. I have a question for 49 days. Number one, is there anything that we can do as a deceased person's family? Number two, my sister's bucket list was to be baptized. So I'm planning to participate in mess every day for her. During the 49 days, is it okay for me to go to uh, participating in mess? Thank you. Okay. What happened to the sister? I'm sorry, I didn't catch it. She committed a suicide. Oh, I'm very sorry to hear that. Did she have depression or how old was she? Anyway, uh, I'm very sorry to hear that. It's such a, a waste to kill yourself. It's too bad because life is too much suffering for some of us that the depression ghost has an opportunity, has an opening to whisper in your ears, in your, in, in, inject thoughts in your brain that says there's too much suffering. End it. Okay, you can end it right now. So it's more than people can take. It's just, I'm very sad to hear that. It doesn't have to be that way, uh, but, um, uh, but uh, uh, it just happened, okay? And so uh, in Buddhism, uh, we can do something about it. We all make mistakes. This is what I like about Buddhism, and this is what I'm trying to present to you, my view of Buddhism. My view of Buddhism is uh, very practical. 
It's not like in the sutras when you read and everyone reads and says, you know, you cultivate, become a four-stage ahat and everything is fine, hunky-dory, and now you're perfect. You don't have to do anything anymore. That's not true at all. It's so far from the truth. It's not true. It's only true in a very narrow sense. And that's why in our way of presenting Mahayana, we demystify it for you. Why? Not because I'm a Buddha, not because I'm enlightened. It's just because I witnessed a lot of people in my, how many years now? Over two decades worth of, uh, of uh, being a monk. So I witnessed a lot from, uh, from the goo gaga eyes of an idiot, who so fooled himself uh, when I first uh, was in first encounter Buddhism, and joined uh, my master's temples and became a novice, to right now where I'm still amazed. And when I look at the world and look at my own disciples and see how wonderful and marvelous they are. Okay, and so I learn a lot, and I. I've seen, I witnessed, and I lived through and experienced a lot of these teachings that the Buddha, the sutras mention, that we read about, that to me, I find the Chinese teachings to be too mystical in that, and because of that, they tend to leave uh, a lot of uh, room for misinterpretation and abuse. Okay, uh, so that's why Chinese Buddhism, as well as religions in general nowadays, are not keeping up with the times because they prefer to have this cloak of opacity where you cannot see through, where we are perfect inside these cocoons in our worlds, where we are, uh, we are untouchable. We're not. We are just like you. We're working at it, and we're not Buddhas. Until you become a Buddha, you still have a lot of work to do. There's still a lot of room for improvements. Okay? And therefore, therefore, I try to demystify for you so that you have these misconceptions. And I admit to you, uh, my Chinese master uh, conveyed the Chinese uh, Dharma to us, to the U.S., but he really didn't adapt it to the American culture. In, in a Chinese culture, Asian cultures, the Sangha is put on a pedestal for you to admire from, from afar and don't touch us, don't come near us. Especially Hinayana, I always chuckle when I was told that anyone who comes close to a monk and make an offering, he would roll, unfurl a piece of cloth and you put the money there or whatever you want to put in him, and then he rolls it up so that you're not too close. I always chuckle at that, uh, that story. Uh, I don't know how true it is, but I believe it's true because I did see some Hinayana monks, uh, you know, pull out that, that kind of uh, cloth roll. <laughs> and to me, I find it so funny. Uh, okay? Uh, we're so afraid you come near us. That's not the middle way to me. 
Why, why are we so afraid of you that we have to keep you at a distance where you, we are safe and we are on a pedestal that you cannot criticize us? Okay? We are perfect. In this image, they are branding for us. And I find it funny because I look at my master, okay? I used to idolize him. Now I have issues with him. <laughs> the more you understand me, you find that you have a lot of issues with me too, okay? That's the way it is. We're not perfect, okay? I should be perfect, but I'm not. So I'm not going to try to present to you this perfect image where you need to worship me and I should be on a pedestal and this is how the only way Buddhism can survive. I find it funny because that's a weakness. Hmm? Okay? So we try to demystify it for you so that uh, in particular, uh, I find that my master failed in a sense that he didn't really adapt Chinese Buddhism to American culture to the 21st century because maybe he's not, doesn't know how. That's the way it is, okay? So we need to move on from that. And so for us to have this, you know, for nowadays we're losing disciples to Catholicism and the Catholics losing their disciples to uh, agnost- uh, what is it? agnostic people, uh, to uh, uh, anti-religion people, all those people. Why? Because we fail to be useful to our followers, to our believers. I'm of the belief that whether you're a monk or none, you need to be of service to society. You can't be on a pedestal if it doesn't work anymore. The, especially the Americans here are very insolent. I don't know how else to put it. They're very insolent, they're disrespectful, and they're challenging everything you do, and they say. There's some, some sort of gentleman, I think he's Republican, he keeps on <laughs> spitting nonsense. I tried to tell him, I said, you don't understand what this is about. This is not for you. Go somewhere else. <laughs> Please go somewhere else. You're wasting your time. It's not that I'm afraid of you. I'm just afraid that you're wasting your time listening to me. Okay? It's not for you, son. So, so, so this, this thing here, is um, I feel that it's too bad that uh, this uh, young lady here took her life. It's, I'm sad to hear that because, um, because she didn't get the help. And I hope that you Sanghans and you lay people will become stronger. Many of you have depression, and we're helping you overcome them so that one day you'll be able to turn around and help these people who have depression like you. Okay? Uh, So anyway, with this depression is a serious problem because when you're depressed from a Buddhist perspective, when you take your own lives, you will fall. You will suffer even worse. This is why your depression goes, whispers in your ears, the way I put it, whispers in your ears as, just end it, just jump, okay? Just take your own life. It's 
too much pain and suffering. This is not worth it, you know. And it's too bad because when you listen to that, you will fall. And these people are in big trouble and they need help, okay? And we can help them, okay? This is beyond you, beyond what worldly people understand. You don't believe in the hells, you don't believe in ghosts and so forth, in spite of the fact that there, there are countless stories of pastors, of religious people, of ordinary people, of smart people who experience, who have encounters with ghosts and so forth. But no, you're too smart, you're too comfortable. You say, no, 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 it's no such a thing. She will fall to the lower realms. Definitely, I would recommend that she goes to a Buddhist temple, okay, to get some help, some, some, some people from, from, from competent Sunnims or competent monks and nuns. It's very important. Uh, uh, you do this, uh, it would, um, would uh, help tremendously. She will not fall. When you go to a good temple, she will not fall. And uh, if you do it right, if they do it right, you can, she can uh, turn the table around on the suppression goes and say, yeah, 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 yeah. And, he's, and you, she can tell, look at them and say, I ain't falling, man. <laughs> I'm going to the pure land. <laughs> Asshole. I mean, excuse me. Can we say that on, on TV? <laughs> In America, that word is very commonplace, so don't be too offended, okay? We say A something very commonly. It's, it's becoming like a, a commonplace, okay? I know it's offensive to some of you, like Emily, for example. She'd probably shock. Oh, my God. <laughs> Midwesterners are very conservative. <laughs> okay? So I want you. To look at your depression ghosts, these people, because these people, when if, uh, if they happen to fall prey to the ghosts, I want them to say, hey, I ain't falling, man. <laughs> we have the last laugh, okay? That's what Mahayana, we are proud of. We got in trouble, we're not perfect, but we have the last laugh. All right, so definitely this lady here, young lady, uh, needs help badly. She's in big trouble right now. Uh, after she killed herself, it's even worse for her, a lot worse for her. I bet you she regrets it right now. Okay, go get help for her. And only the Buddhist temples would be able to do that. Go to a real good temple, I'm telling you. No ordinary. This is not for babies. This is not for uh, uh, this heavy-duty work to deal with these issues here. Okay? Number two question. Should she, uh, should she be willing, is it okay for her to attend Masses? Why not? It's good for you. Go attend Masses. There's nothing wrong with it. It has nothing to do with our Buddhist things. Buddhist things can be done independently of the Masses or of even all other services, whatever the family feels like doing for her in a good way, whether it's going to masses, having more prayers from the churches, from the synagogues, from the 
Hindu temples, you name it, it all helps, by the way. Okay, whole counts. But the main thing, let me assure you, my humble opinion is that you need help from a very, very good temple. All right. Thank you. Next question. Okay, and then we have a question from another question from Kaylan. Hmm. You see it on the screen, right? You see it? Can you? Internet people? They can see? Oh, thank you. It's amazing technology nowadays. <laughs> ah, okay. Uh, okay, let me, let me read it for you. Can Master elaborate more on how and why the Buddha lied and violated his own teachings? You see what happens? You, the more I tell you, the more you ask questions. That's why I don't like to tell you much. I'm running out of things to tell you anyway. Uh, you keep on asking. You've been asking me questions for 17 years now? Huh? I'm bound, I'm bound to run to a dead end. Can we limit questions now? Okay, to only simple questions? <laughs> In recent lectures on the Avatamsaka Sutra prologue, Master explained, how precept is applied differently for normal people. Uh, I did call these people stupid, that's true. And enlightened ones. And Master mentioned the example of the Buddha, that the Buddha lied and violated his own teachings. And Master's comment was, then what about the Buddha's lies? The Buddha violated his own teachings. Where does it belong? The other side, for enlightened people, so they are different. My God, you, you, you know, did I actually say this, this nonsense here? So I was caught on tape now, so I have to defend myself? Is what this is? So you use my own teaching against me? <laughs> ah, okay. Help. You know, I admit to you, the last all the years of teaching, I've said a lot of things I did regret later. <laughs> I lied as well. I did lie more often than I like to. Okay, so please don't blame it on me. Yeah, did you have a, you have a, some comment? Okay. Send you so excited to sit there and watch me squirm, huh? <laughs> I'm not going to squirm. I'm not going to cry. I'm not going to moan and say, oh, my God, how mean my disciples are. Ask me such difficult questions. Okay. I will answer. Yes, Jane. Thank you, Master. May I, as the guinea pig, give a little try? Sure, please do. Uh, in the 10 parameters, the number seven is uh, expedience. So Buddha light is a form of uh, a means of uh, expedience. Okay. So Buddha light is okay? Is that what you're yeah. saying? 
You have to say yeah, it yeah. very clearly, okay? Yes, Buddha life is okay. There you yeah, go. The, Don't leave it. See, you Chinese, uh, Buddha lives are okay, uh, are, are uh, inexpedient. No, the, the question is, it is, is, is demands a more direct answer, okay? You guys, when you answer questions, I think we need to set a standard where either we say, I don't know, or yes, it is so, because. Okay? All right. Very good. Thank you, Professor Jane. Okay. Anyone else who has a good heart? Who cares? No one? Dạ thưa thầy cho con hỏi. Okay, she has a question. Okay, được. Dạ thưa thầy, con không có biết con rơi vô trong cái trường hợp nào. Như con con ngồi con thiền á như vừa gần đây á thì con vô dâm của thầy 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 hiền gì? Thầy hiền giới, thầy người Mỹ á Rồi xong rồi con ngồi thiền á, hồi mọi người ra hồi nào con cũng không hay Rồi ông thầy tắt dâm luôn, con cũng không hay Ngồi riết hồi còn lại mình con, con giật mình lại có mình con Thì uh, xong rồi mà hồi lúc trước con tu bên tinh, bên, bên tịnh mập tịnh xong tu Thì là con không có biết cái gì thiền hết Con chỉ ngồi trì chú niệm Phật thôi mà cái trường hợp này con cũng bị hoài là tức là con ngồi con nói thôi ngồi tối về ăn uống xong rồi con ngồi thì chú hay niệm phật gì đó một tí rồi, rồi, rồi ngủ rồi sáng dậy đi làm sớm nó con ngồi tới sáng rồi nào con hay luôn đến hồi chồng con ra mở cửa đi tập thể dục thì con giật mình lại là con phải đi làm luôn mà cái trường hợp này nó xảy ra với con thỉnh thoảng chứ không có thường xuyên nhưng mà cũng rất là nhiều lần với con mà con biết là con tu dở con dốt pháp và con ngu ngốc nữa nên là con cũng mới vô thiền thì con không biết bao nhiêu mà con đâu có được thơ thiền nhị thiền tam thiền rồi như huynh đệ đâu mà nói nhập định nên con không biết con rơi trong trường hợp nào giải bạch thầy diễn giải dùm cho con Amitabha Master, I, I don't know which situation that I fall into. Um, so I have been meditating uh, recently. I I uh, participated in um, uh, the American, your American monk disciple, I, Master Sinche, uh, I sat on in his class and then uh, after everybody finished, uh, I still sit there and I don't know what happened. And then uh, they closed the Zoom and all of a sudden I woke up from that. Um, so back in the day, I also cultivate the secret and pure land parallel. Um, so um, I don't know what people have been doing. I just recite the mantra, and I also encounter the same problem. Uh, I sat there, recite the Buddha name, and then I um, all the way until the morning when my husband come out, and I just know that he's about to go to work, so I have to change my clothes to go to work. and. I know myself that I'm very stupid um, about the Dharma. I don't understand what it is to enter first, second, or third dhyana. Uh, so what situation that I have been falling into, uh, can master, master please explain? 
Okay, uh, this lady here has been uh, following us regularly. First of all, I'd like to uh, inform you that uh, uh, the, uh, uh, the uh, um, um, Xianjie is no longer with us. He's a return to lay life. His name now is Thomas. And we have, uh, we have a substitute, which uh, Will is, uh, is uh, more competent than he is. So you really can stick to the class. You will not lose uh, uh, anything at all. Okay? So uh, we, uh, uh, you can still tune into the class. I think it's run now by Xian An Sunim, right? And Xian level is higher than, than uh, Thomas. So you see, you're gaining, actually, uh, uh, in, in, in the class. Uh, all right. Uh, so don't worry. Uh, and uh, for this lady here, uh, she's uh, been following us regularly, tuning in. And uh, now that I looked at her, and I know that she uh, uh, has some more samadhi than before. I first noticed her uh, early part of this year, I think, and and uh, because it's amazing, I, I hear that uh, she's following uh, uh, our online classes and she's uh, practicing vigorously and she's making progress. Okay, uh, so she has. Uh, higher level samadhis than the last time when I first noticed her. So basically, whatever she's been doing uh, with uh, via our classes is working for her. Okay, keep it up. That's a good thing. Number two, yes, Jane. She said, congratulate to her. I'm sorry? I just, uh, it was an applause, not a raising hands. My apology. Another one? Oh, she didn't raise her hand. Okay, never mind. Okay, you, 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 you are, uh, 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 what is it? Forgiven, not excuse. <laughs> Forgiven, yeah, okay. So anyway, she's got some mighty power now. Uh, it's amazing that uh, I'm amazed on how people are progressing steadily through our classes. Is wonderful. Don't quit. Okay, uh, just hang in there, and uh, uh, and uh, you make it. This is a wonderful thing. Everyone, I notice. You know, it's a lot of uh, trials and tribulations for you. It may appear like you're not making progress, that you're going nowhere. Actually, you're building momentum. You're building momentum, and and you will leap. It's a matter of time, okay? So don't give up. Keep at it, okay? Uh, all right. This uh, in, uh, in a short answer to her question is that she entered samadhi, and uh, her samadhi is pretty impressive. It, it lasted for quite a while, and uh, so it's a good state for her to be able to enter samadhi and and uh, forget everything. Uh, that uh, and tune out even in the in the in the Chan class as well. So so uh, it's a very good thing. Uh, so don't don't uh, don't uh, change. Keep keep doing what you've been doing. Okay, uh, whatever she's been doing has uh, been working very well for her. So keep it up. That's all.
Okay, going back to the uh, uh, question here. All right. The fact of the matter is that I told you a lot of things that I that I maybe should not supposed to to tell you, but although on the other hand, I'm I'm also feel that compelled to tell you because. Uh, a lot of you uh, in uh, at a position where you need to uh, be taught these things. Mm. My master, Master Shrinua, taught the first part of the precepts, and I feel that I'm, I'm a little bit disappointed that he never never got into the second part of the precepts teachings, uh, and uh, and uh, maybe because his disciples were not ready uh, maybe no one cared uh, but uh, you guys ask questions that's why I cannot I don't have a choice I have to try to answer your questions to the best of my abilities okay mm. now mm. when you think about it originally when the Buddha accepted disciples mm, he, there were no precepts at all there's zero precepts and then uh, his monks who followed him every day, who lived with him, started creating offenses. Okay? Offenses, and they're bad for others. Offenses that are harmful to others. That's why the Buddha says, mm, you can't do that. So that's why he decreed these precepts to, to stop the monks and nuns from creating offenses. And then on the next they came their lay people who also were creating offenses, harming others. That's what the Buddha said. Mm, you don't want to do this. That's why he said uh, monks and nuns have their own different you know, conditions. You lay people have different kind of lifestyle. So I will decree these precepts for you as well. So you see, the Buddha's precepts originally were created for his disciples. Very much like Master Xinhua uh, explained precepts for his disciples only, okay, his followers. And, uh, and that's why uh, precepts, my point is, is the precepts are designed for specific audiences. The Buddhist teachings is audience-specific, all right? And therefore, there's a lot of room for interpretations and misinterpretations. That's commonplace in, in Buddhism. And that's why typically the scholars, the Buddhist scholars, can I put it bluntly? They're confused like heck. Because they don't understand what teachings uh, applies to a particular audience. They don't have that wisdom. Buddha has a wisdom. Monks, enlightened monks, have that wisdom. Scholars are not enlightened. They don't have that wisdom. That's why the Buddhist scholars are confused out there, okay? Unfortunately, that's why, let me tell you, anyone who dares wield a PhD in Buddhology in my face, I say, you are so confused. That's how radical I am, okay? It's a waste of time, waste of money, I would never allow anyone who is an idiot to certify that I am an expert in Buddhology. It's just to be, it's insulting. Okay? 
Now, go back to the precepts. But of course, scholars have no idea what precepts are about. Precepts are the foundation of Buddhist training. If you don't understand precepts, you cannot possibly train people. Let me put it that way. I've seen it. Master Shonghua was an expert trainer because he understood precepts. Second generation, my generation, his disciples, his Chinese disciples, I mean, I call them Chinese Mahayana, do not understand precepts. That's why they cannot train anyone. Period. I was there for four years. I speak from experience. After four years, I reached second Diana, which is even lower than that Vietnamese woman right there after, after less than a year with us. It's insulting to me. You don't waste my time. Anyway, and so precepts are fundamental to the Buddhist training. Okay, and therefore, if you violate these, you create these types of offenses as described in the precepts, it's very dangerous for you because you will fall. You kill yourself, you will fall. Guarantee. You harm others, you fall. Guarantee. So that's why uh, that's why the precepts are designed number one first, okay, for us to stop harming others because we'll fall. Is that clear? Number two, precepts are designed to help us avoid getting in trouble so that we can no longer become enlightened. That's the second reason for precepts. Listen, listen. This is not written anywhere. I explained to you from experience. Okay? Uh, so if you keep, if you don't, if you violate precepts, okay, uh, chances are that you will not become enlightened. Okay? Becoming enlightened, which is the purpose of our teaching you, is to help you become enlightened. And if we teach you and we overlook the fact you're doing things that are, will get you in trouble, it will, will not make you become enlightened, we have to tell you, we have to stop you. Understand that? All right? So that's why those are the two major reasons why precepts are decreed by the Buddha. For you, stupid people who are not enlightened yet, so that you don't harm others. No Buddhist, no Buddhist person can honestly say, I'm justified in harming you, harming her. Even if she's a demon, I can still not harm her. Okay? That's a big no-no. You don't harm others. Period. That's not Buddhist. I don't care if you're a monk or a nun. You intentionally harm others, you are not Buddhist. We don't want you, by the way. And by the way, from Southern California, many of my disciples are like that. So I said, please leave. Okay? 
I encourage you to leave. I do things to make you leave because I don't want you to train you so that you can harm more people. Actually, actually, after you leave, whatever I gave you, I take it back. <laughs> yeah, you're so cruel. <laughs> okay? Number two, very important is you make mistakes. The monks used to make mistakes. That's why they're in this Sangha program, training program, that is tailored, that is designed with so much ingenuity to help them become enlightened quicker than you lay people. And that's why we have more stringent requirements for them so that they, 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 they are able to make few mistakes that will prevent them from opening the wisdom. So it's more subtle, if you will. Next level, first level is course. It says, don't get in trouble because you will fall. You harm others, you will fall for sure. It doesn't matter how bad they are. It's a ghost. It is a demon. It is a bad person. You harm them, okay? You will fall, regardless. I made it a point, okay? Master Shua disciples. She's in the house right now, Avicii house right now. And I challenged them to try to save her, see if they can, okay? You will fall, guaranteed, because that's a proof right there I've, I've been witnessing. And then number two, there are those of you, okay, who wish to become enlightened, you need to understand that you don't want to violate certain precepts. which will prevent you from becoming enlightened. One of which is, just a gift for you today, don't lie. Do not lie. Do not speak untruths. And that's what Buddhist teaching is. Buddhist teaching says, in a very raw fashion, for you unenlightened people, I will stop calling you stupid, okay? It doesn't sound good on videos. <laughs> okay? Uh, yeah. For you unenlightened people, uh, uh, if you, 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 you violate these things, you will, you will not be able to become enlightened. So these are actually tips for you on what not to do. Cultivation, precepts, when you look at them, it's about what not to do in order to avoid shooting yourself in the foot. That's what it really means. In order to avoid harming yourself, hurting yourself. That's all you're doing. If you, for example, you are, want to be a crypto king and you decide that you can con others and make a lot of money easily because you figure out uh, a loophole right there in the financial system, okay? You make a lot of billions of dollars like that loser who's been, a, who's been found guilty now, hmm? who only last year was deemed to be a star of the Democratic uh, Party. He, he supported and bankrolled a lot of these senators and, and, and so forth. Uh, uh, that guy 
is a con man. Okay? Uh, conning is both stealing and lying to people, like Elon. <laughs> Just kidding, Mr. Musk. Just give us some donation. I change my tune. <laughs> I can be bought. <laughs> okay? So you see, the things you avoid, to avoid doing because it will stop you from opening your wisdom, unfolding your inherent wisdom. It's nothing new. What we're teaching you is that we're trying to bring that mind, that gold inside of your heart that you have so much of. You just don't know how to do it. That's why you keep on shooting yourself in the foot. Okay, so those are the two reasons why uh, the Chinese taught us that you should keep precepts even if it's at the cost of your life. They're right. Okay, if you have that kind of mindset, chances are that you make it to enlightenment a lot faster than otherwise. It's true. That teaching is pretty good. Simple rule. Don't break precepts. That's simple. Okay? In our environment, Master Shino environment, we taught, we trained you to say, these are certain precepts you do, definitely do not want to break. Okay? We even narrow it down for you. Okay? But anyway, so that's why there I, I explained that precepts are for unenlightened people because they're extremely, extremely helpful uh, in, in opening your wisdom. Similarly, Chan, the way we train you is very important for you because we, it's not about what you're doing. The critical thing about Chan the most important part about Chan, half of it, is that what you should not be doing. All right? Yes, uh, Korean WMT. Master, there's a chat uh, from the Zoom. Uh, Kim Mu Young left some comments and questions. Master, since Buddha said, light your own candle, at some point, we need to leave teachers, right? And next part, I think there is a subtle and difficult issues of discerning hanging in there versus deferring questions. What? Discerning what? Discerning, discerning hanging in there versus deferring questions. Okay. Many so-called teachers in various groups in various cultivation traditions seems doing the second part, which is deferring questions. That's what he meant. Deferring so, questions? What's the deferring questions? Not, not answering questions. That's how I understood. But this, he's, he wrote in English anyway, Master. It's not Korean. Deferring question is not what he's trying to ask. 
Should I continue, Master? Yeah, continue. So many fallen stars in the history of various sects speak loudly. It seems people are just collectively encouraging themselves with the wishful thinking toward ideal state like nirvana. There are good progresses, but no arriving at the ideal destination, in most cases anyways. Keeping, he had more comments. Keeping precepts 100% seems another idealized notion that serves as a guiding post, but no reachable destination. Deferring means, he said, deferring means keeping, keep saying you will get there, but for now, don't ask, just follow me. That's what he clarified his questions about deferring. Okay, he can stop. He's, uh, he's uh, I don't have uh, a lot of time to continue on this path here because he doesn't understand much at all, to put it bluntly. His questions are nonsense. He does not understand uh, the Dharma at all. He doesn't know how to cultivate at all. She's got no results at all through cultivation. Okay, he has no respect for any Sunims at all. Uh, that's unfortunate. I'm sorry, I can't help him. Okay, his questions are really don't make sense at all. The question is, the questions reveal a state of lack of, total lack of understanding of Buddhist teachings, total lack of knowledge on how to cultivate, total Total, uh, total lack of results. Basically, he's got nothing at all from the Buddhist practices. I'm very sorry that's the case, and it's too bad. We can't help. Okay? All right, now let me go back to this. Um, so, so the precepts were for, uh, uh, and the simple thing about, the simple answer uh, for him is that uh, in America, in American, we call American Mahayana. You don't see results, get the heck out of there. Don't waste your time. That's all. Okay? Um, and so, so the precepts, that's why I said precepts are first Design are the guideline for you to become enlightened. If you follow the precepts, and if, for example, in our environment, especially Master Shinoi's environment, or even ours, even, even better in Master Shinoi's environment, you have a narrow, narrow set of precepts that you can keep, you should keep, in order to become enlightened. You can ignore the others. That's the experience I learned from my master, Master Shinoi. Okay? Mm. All right, and so uh, so you, by following precepts, we will become enlightened because you are not enlightened yet. However, after you are enlightened, and if your teacher tells you uh, to open your mouth and ask questions, and so that is designed uh, to help you uh, climb even higher in your enlightenment, okay? Now, after you become enlightened, the precepts are uh, 
looked at differently for enlightened people. Enlightened people, let me put it this way for you, enlightened people can be classified into two groups. Okay? The low levels enlightenment where they're better off keeping precepts. And a high level enlightenment where, like many of you here at our temples, where they are free from a lot of these precepts that the low levels need to keep. For example, lying. The Buddha lied because he belongs at, let me put it this way, at a higher level of the group of enlightened people. Okay? By the way, precepts are for us losers. It's not for Buddhas. If you say Buddha lied, it's Buddha lied according to your standards of lying. But let me put it this way for you. You really have wisdom, then you see that, and you, you will see and you will say that Buddhas don't lie. If you don't understand that, I rest my case. You're not there. Okay? And therefore, therefore, uh, therefore, uh, I joked by, I said, you know, the Buddha lied and he violated his own teachings. It's to shock you, to say, hey, there's a world out there where I have proof, we have proof in our scripture that Buddha actually lied. And then they turn around and tell us, you're not supposed to lie. There's a reason for that. I just, which I just explained to you. Okay? Enlightened people are under different rules. So that's why I re- recently read uh, uh, some comments from Master Xinhua as uh, part of my preparation for future lectures. I studied his teachings. I'm curious as to what he taught his disciples. I was never there. Okay? So now I, I learned from second hand from what his disciples repeated to me, that is a total nonsense to me. So now I find it a lot more useful to read, read his teachings. So I read his teachings, and he says, uh, you, lay people, are not supposed to criticize Sangha, the Sanghans. Okay? It's a big no-no in Chinese Buddhism. Do not criticize the Sanghans. There's wisdom behind it. You criticize the Sangan, chances are that you are violating precepts. Big time. Okay? And therefore, it's true. You should not criticize Sanghans. Okay? Uh, and uh, if the Sangha is wrong, we have our own ways of dealing with it ourselves. It's way beyond you. Okay? We don't need to explain to you. It doesn't have to make sense to you what we do in our world, okay? It's not supposed to make sense to you, okay? Mm-hmm. Uh, and therefore, therefore, uh, it's very good rule of thumb for, that, like Master Shreya taught, for lay people to refrain from criticizing the Sanghans. Okay? Uh, as a general rule of thumb, for you, enlightened disciples of mind, okay, uh, I will teach you to bring you to the next level. Okay? If you're a lay person, don't criticize the Sanghans. 
Okay, you are in big trouble. You criticize some of them, for sure. No matter how wrong they are, uh, and I remember a monk disciple, Master Shenhua, saying, quoting a text. He says, "Even a very bad monk here breaks precepts left and right. By the time the Maitreya Buddha comes, he'll become a four-stage arhat." Okay, so we have our own ways of dealing with it, which you don't understand. Okay, no, so that's why stay away from it. But for you, enlightened people, okay, uh, the rule of thumb is not to criticize people who are higher levels than you. I, 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 I casually mention, you know, at this level, you're that level, that level, to sort of tell you that the spectrum of attainment that we accomplish as, as this, uh, this uh, community of cultivators is from very low to very high, okay? And so, so uh, unlike Master Shenhua, who never taught his disciples, I'm telling you, after you become enlightened and you begin uh, to have some real wisdom now, you should shut your mouth uh, and not criticize the ones who are higher level than you. And the question you should ask me next is, how do I know the higher levels than me if you don't tell me? Okay? How do you answer that? Don't criticize. Assume they're higher than you, you idiot. <laughs> if you don't know, then don't criticize. They could be higher than you. And if you happen to know they're higher level than you and they're breaking precepts, okay, it's none of your business. You learn from what they're doing right not from what they're doing wrong. Okay? Because you're lower level. The higher level is look at what you're doing wrong and learn from what, they do, what you're doing that's wrong. But you're lower level, you should look at what they're doing right. Don't look at their faults. Is that clear? That's a rule of thumb. You have no wisdom, look at what they're doing right. If you have really very high level wisdom, then... Because most, most everyone is lower level than you. How the heck are you going to learn? You have to learn from losers. <laughs> you look at what they're doing wrong. That's different. You understand? Hmm? So if you're low level, you're stupid. I mean, you're unenlightened. And you are low level enlightenment. Then you talk about what they're doing right. Okay? You ignore what they're doing wrong according to you. Does it help? That's all. Two more minutes. Any questions? Or is it too much for you to digest? Yeah? You have no questions? We can end right now. Okay, stop here. Thank you, everyone. See you next time.